0: It's the Stinking Truth Podcast with your host Mark Schlereth. Thanks to our presenting sponsors, Bet Rivers Sportsbook and Dude Wipes. Now here's your host, Mark Schlereth. Hey, welcome into the Stinking Truth Podcast. Your host Mark Schlereth, along with my co-host, that is Mike Evans, Millennial Ben, produced in the show. Want to thank our presenting sponsors, great folks over at Bet Rivers. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers. Download the app. Check them out at BetRivers.com. Also, Dude Wipes. Love my guys at Dude Wipes. DudeProducts.com. Uh, enter the promo code STINK15 to get 15% off all your Dude products. Tell you what, once you uh, use the uh, Dude Wipes, you'll never go back. I mean, I t- a clean can is a happy can. I've always said that. Also, hey, by the way, speaking of your can, uh, check out my uh, green chili as well. You, you know, I will tell you what, that'll clear you out. and You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Stinkinggood.com. Set up your uh, Super Bowl party. Order today. How I, are you, buddy? I will have mine. Yeah. Try, oh, hey, listen. Super Bowl Sunday, I sit back on the couch, mm-hmm. and it is a American tribute to greed and sloppiness. Do you know that? <laughs> I it's, will just. I you, will just get so full on Sunday. Do you know that Super Bowl, so what do you think it ranks in the, in the like, in the American, the lexicon's probably not the right word, but from from the standpoint of holidays where the most food is consumed, where does the Super oh, Bowl? Oh, boy, so like for a one-day caloric intake. Yes, yeah. I would still think Thanksgiving is number one, mm-hmm. uh, but I would say, I'd say this is number two. Yes, you're 100% right. Am I 100% right? right? Okay. 100% right. right. This is number two. Over 1.4 billion chicken wings will be oh. consumed. 50 million cases of beer. 50 million. America. Pizza. Pizza. French fries. Nachos. Oh, man. I tell you what, it is a- uh... one thing I'm going to insist that my wife make, in the crock pot, Swedish meatballs. Ooh. Oh (laughs) you love the Swedish. meatballs. Oh, I love the meatballs, Mark. Mm, I wonder what Norwegian meatballs taste like. (laughs) Right. Right. They're probably not sweet and tart. They're probably just have gravy on them. Oh, delicious. Oh, love the Well Super Bowl week is here. I mean, how about it? How excited? Are you excited? Are you excited about Cincinnati Rams? Is America excited about the Bengals and Rams? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think America, anytime it's the Super Bowl, you're excited, right? And I think uh, so cool for 55 or 54 years, 54 straight Super Bowls, never a home team played in their home stadium for the Super Bowl. Last year, Tampa Bay won it in their stadium. This year, the Rams get a chance to win it in their stadium. But I think people are excited about it. I think people are excited about the Rams being there and Matthew Stafford and And I think people, you know, love an underdog story. They love the Cincinnati Bengals story. And so I I think that part is exciting. You know, ratings-wise, would it be better if, you know, if it was Kansas City and San Francisco or Kansas City and the Rams? Probably. But, I mean, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the matchup. I'm excited for Joe Burrow. I'm excited for the Bengals. I'm excited for the idea of guys who have proven themselves to be great players and gain the chance to crown their career with, with that Super Bowl. You know, you take an Aaron Donald who you have repeatedly for the last few years said, this is the best player in football. Mm-hmm. Bar none. This is the best player. So you'd like to see a guy like that get rewarded. I, I think a guy like Stafford who toiled for obscurity, anonymity, just just I think it's been proven, maybe held back, obviously, by his surroundings in Detroit, able to escape and, you know, cap off his career or add to his career that thing that's been uh, missing for so long. You think about this. If Matthew Stafford and the Rams win a Super Bowl, Matthew Stafford's going into the Hall of Fame. Ooh. Because now he'll have the ring to go with the numbers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, his numbers are, you know, he's always 4,500 yards a season. He's had, you know, a 5,000-yard season. He's always around 30 touchdowns. Probably has more interceptions than he'd like. But part of that, a large portion of that was playing in a situation in Detroit where Matthew Stafford has to be the man. Matthew Stafford has to make a few bad decisions. If we're going to win, Matthew Stafford's got to take a couple of chances with the football that you probably shouldn't take if you had a complete team, if you had a better football team. But we don't, so therefore, Matthew Stafford, go take some chances. So your interception totals are going to go up just because of that. But if Matthew Stafford ends up, and I've always thought, and you know this, that he's an elite-level quarterback, but all of a sudden you win a Super Bowl and you have a couple more years of competition with the Rams, you're going to the Hall of Fame. You have a guy right now who's got 50,000-yard career passing and 323 touchdowns. Put a Super Bowl in there, and then still be able to play for another three, four years yeah. at a pretty high level. Yeah, you're right. You would he would, had he stayed in Detroit, continue to get, you know, beat to a pulp, never win a playoff game. Then, then there's a big question mark, and you you probably don't. Like it's amazing. You you change the atmosphere. You change the narrative. You change you know, the place where you play, and all of a sudden, this is the result. Now, all those things that happened in Detroit where people were like, well, I don't know if Matthew Stat, I don't, you know, and I'd be arguing with people all the time, oh, well, why doesn't he win? How come we can't take his team to the playoffs? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you just watch, and, you know, you see what he's done here, and, it's a couple of, you know, storylines are always big, Mike, but there's some good storylines here, right? Last thought on Stafford. Yeah. And I'm interrupting because I'm about to give you a compliment. God, I hate doing this, but I've mm-hmm. had to do it with you calling it a long time ago about San Francisco. Don't let them get hot. They'll they'll be a real problem. Yeah. But back when Stafford was traded, you said, I'm telling you, this guy's an elite quarterback. And I, I, I'll admit, i admit, I push back. I'm like, come on, man, if he's that elite, and quarterbacks are so important in today's game because how they can single-handedly almost lift a team. Why couldn't he lift Detroit yeah. in all those years? And, and you know, to your credit, I'll give you credit. You insisted. No, this guy is an elite quarterback held back by his time in Detroit. And based on this year, you were right. Yeah, well. You were right again. I mean, I think a, I think a lot of times what – what people see like when he was with Detroit there was always they always had a plethora of good receivers of you know tight ends guys that could play and you see the highlights right you see you know you see uh, Megatron going for 1900 yards in a season you see some of those highlights and you're like wow they're compiling numbers but you know when you cover the teams and you start really looking at them in depthly, it's the things that they don't do well. They they can't dominate a line of scrimmage. He had one he had one running back that ran for over a thousand yards in that time. It was Reggie Bush. He had like a thousand three. Um, it just was it just was one of those things where he never had in my mind a complete football team around him. And so, yeah, I always have I've always been a big Matthew Stafford fan. So good for him. But the storylines like. Storylines are great. Matthew Stafford's a great storyline. Um, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, your potential. You get you get the opportunity. You played in Super Bowl 50 and won the MVP with the performance that you had. Like, could there be another defensive MVP performance? So you start looking, and you know how it is. It's always quarterbacks, right? Th- those are always the, the potential MVPs. Even last year, Tom Brady won Super Bowl MVP, and it really should have been Devin White. I mean, I don't think there's any question. But I start looking at this matchup and going, why not Aaron Donald? Why not Cooper Cup? Like, you know, Jamar Chase, do you have a chance? I I, I think there's some. You know who the last running back to win the MVP of the Super Bowl was? Last running back to win MVP. <whistles> Off the top of my head, no, can't think of it. Terrell Davis. That's right. Okay. Super Bowl 32. Yep. So it's been it's been some time. Twenty five years. Yeah, you know it's always gonna be you know, the quarterbacks are gonna get the lion's share of the uh, the credit, but uh I, I just find that stuff intriguing. Uh Joe Burrow. I mean, the way Joe Burrow played in the AFC championship, you're telling me he couldn't win the MVP? Of course he could. That that Cincinnati couldn't win this game? Absolutely. Um I, I just think it's a I think it's a an intriguing matchup to say the least. You've played on three Super Bowl winning teams. You mm-hmm. never played on a Super Bowl losing team. All you know is no. winning. What about the Bengals as a a young team, one of the youngest teams in the NFL, walking into this kind of a week, this kind of an atmosphere? Will their youth helper hurt them? You know, Mike, I think that you've looked over the last few years and youth is never the issue. Sometimes the team that's been there before has played with the most, like, pressure. Um, so I don't, I don't think youth, I, I think that Cincinnati, to a degree, is playing on a lot of house money right now. And so I don't know necessarily that there is a lot of fear. They just seem to have, and it probably comes from their quarterback, they seem to have some, some swagger about them. Um, you know, I mean, they they've they've certainly earned it, there's no question. So it's exciting. I mean, it's 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 an exciting opportunity. And I think that you look at what they've been able to accomplish. I mean, look what they've overcome. They've overcome a game on the road against the number one seed where they gave up nine sacks and still somehow found a way to win that football game. Then they go off to Kansas City, they're down by eighteen points. Kansas City is dominating the first quarter and the first half, and somehow they find a way to shut Patrick Mahomes and that offense down in the second half and end up winning that game 27-24. So, like, there is a certain amount of, hey, we're playing on house money. Nobody ever expected us to be here. And that's, you know, that's okay. That's like, let's just continue to go shock the world. Like that's, That's a powerful position to play from, and I've played from that position. I played that as as a member of a wild card team that went on to face a Green Bay Packer team that was considered a juggernaut at the time, and like there was you know nobody gave us a chance you were you were covering the team, nobody gave us a yep. chance to win that game, yep. and um you know, and there was a lot of pressure to me that was off in that game because I'm like, hell, if we lose this, I mean I think we're going to win it, but if we lose it,, pff, come on, I mean, nobody expected us to be here anyhow. All right. Well, we'll have a chance later in the week to really dive into the matchup and keys to the game and who you like and why. But some other NFL-related uh, topics to get to the, the the fascinating coaching search, the controversial coaching vacancies. Another one got filled over the weekend. Mike McDaniel, mm-hmm. all five foot seven, one hundred and forty six pounds of him, the new head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, Mike's been doing it for a while. You know, it just goes to like it goes to show you, interestingly enough, like the Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, coaching tree. Like you go back to that Washington team that Mike was in charge of. Lafleur was on that team. Sean P- or Sean uh, Sean uh, McVay was on that team. Um, Kyle Shanahan was on that team. Uh, and like and all McDaniel the was there. Mike McDaniel. Yeah, was Mike there too. McDaniel was there. Yeah. All those that are, so there's four coaches now that are head coaches that were all part of Mike Shanahan's coaching tree, and then you know between Kyle and you look at Kyle Shanahan and and you know and Sean McVay. I mean McVay now is going to have Kevin O'Connell. Yep, right. He's going to have uh, who else coming off that off that team? Oh, Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor. Nathaniel Hackett's off of the McVay or. No, he's off the Lafleur tree, right? Which is off the no off the, the Kyle Shanahan Kyle tree. Kyle Shanahan tree, right? So you, yeah, you've got the Kyle, you've got the Hackett, you've got the, you know, the uh, Robert Sala in the New York Jets. Now that's not offensive, but he came off of Kyle Shanahan's. So if you're looking at current head coaches, I saw this stat: current head coaches in the NFL as of right now, eight of them have roots back to Mike Shanahan. Yeah. To, look, you got that kind of legacy, that kind of imprint that you've made on today's NFL, never mind what he did as a coach back in the day when he won two Super Bowls. Mark, this guy should be in the Hall of Fame pronto, like immediately. Yeah, do not pass, go, do not collect $200. You're, you're 100% right. I mean, a lot of the thing, a lot of the base concepts, all the base concepts of matching the, the kind of quote-unquote West Coast passing tree with the wide zone and tight zone run game, all those roots go to Mike Shanahan. The roots of the motion in the back side of the backfield and outside the numbers to declare whether you're in, you know, man or zone and, and just to get a read on what the defense is doing pre-snap for the quarterback, like all that stuff, like all that stuff can be traced. A lot of that can be traced to Mike Shanahan. So you're 100% right. Like Mike Shanahan is, should be in the Hall of Fame. Without question, should be a Hall of Fame coach, should be inducted right now. I mean, I I can't recall a a guy whose coaching tree has taken root so strongly. I mean, Belichick's coaching tree has withered and died. You know, I I, th- I think you'd have to go back to Bill Walsh, right? Yeah. Ironically enough, Mike Shanahan from the Bill Walsh tree. From the Bill, Bill Walsh Wal- tree. And you know what you really trace it all back to? Bill Walsh is the GOAT. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, think about it. Yeah, if you're thinking about... If you're thinking He's the about, OG. He is the OG. You're thinking about this this offense in general. Yeah. That goes all the way back to those San Francisco days when they were a dominant franchise you know when they were they're were just winning championships uh it's it's pretty amazing pretty amazing what's going on and and you're 100 percent right i mean you look at all the teams that are running a form just off like off the top of my head running a form of what is the west coast offense right i mean obviously the jets are running it uh cincinnati's running it cleveland is running a form of that um and the Colts, uh, Jacksonville, Denver, Kansas City, you know, the Raiders. Gosh, a Washington. Yeah, maybe not so much Washington. Um, but Half the league at least, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just go to Chicago was running that last year. Uh, I don't know, Iberflus, uh, what they'll run. Green Bay, Minnesota, yes, yes, on both of those. Carolina is a yes. Um morphing into it New Orleans is a yes. Tampa's no. Um it just is it's pretty Los Angeles Rams yes, San Francisco yes, Seattle yes. Like you look at it man, over half the teams are running um a variation of that of that offense. Pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. What a legacy. And uh we'll see it on display uh you know come Sunday with the With the Rams and the Bengals. So, there you go. Should be fun. Should be a good week. Should be a great week. Can't wait to uh, continue to break it all down. Thursday, we'll have great matchups for you. We'll kind of talk about all those things. Hopefully, I I think, well, Minnesota is, Minnesota. I I think there's only one team really left. Because right now, Houston is talking about Levy Smith. Right. Being their main guy. Obviously, we know in Minnesota, it's Kevin O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell. Right. So, that leaves what? New Orleans? Saints. Just the Saints. Just the Saints. Only the Saints. Only the Saints. Okay. Saints the last to go marching in. Yep. All right. We'll see what happens. Uh for Mike. I am Mark. Thank uh great folks over at Bet Rivers. Bet with a winner, Bet with Bet Rivers. Download the app. Check them out at Betrivers.com. My guys at DudeWipesDudeproducts.com slash or or use the promo code Stink15 for 15% off. And uh make sure you go check us out at stinkinggood.com. Green chili, queso dip. You're going to love it, stinkinggood.com. For Mike, I am Mark. For Millennial Ben, we thank you so much for listening to the Stinking Truth Podcast.